This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Every Wednesday at this time, you know, Milliken's a pretty big operation, a lot of great stories to tell, and uh, we spend uh, a considerable time talking to those folks and students and staff and uh, all the people who are uh, making a difference on the uh, the campus. Uh, Nick's always very happy because he's a Milliken alum, and uh, he always roots for the home team. Uh, and uh, it's our great pleasure to welcome uh, Dr. Jim Reynolds back uh, to the program. You know, right now in life, we just got in visiting with Drew Early, who heads up the efforts at Memorial. Um, some of us have been looking at the pandemic, you know, three years ago, thinking, okay, you know, probably more than anything, healthcare, higher ed, you know, is going to change dramatically uh, because that shelf life that might have been 10 or 15 years down the road accelerated right into now. Uh, but I'm really grateful we have some steady hands uh, at the top of the leadership uh, of these organizations. And, and I feel that way about you. I, I, you know, that you need calm, you need reason, you need uh, realistic. Uh, and there's a lot of dominoes that are going to fall in a lot of industries, you know, broadcast, whatever it might be. We're just living in a different world three years later than we were. Yeah, it's entirely different than, um, you know, pre-pandemic, you could pretty much predict with a level of certainty how things were going to go each academic year. Not the case anymore. Uh, We can't predict accurately uh, how many students we'll have at any one time on campus. Um, It's, it's changed so much. I mean, the, the, the modality of teaching has changed Um, just the way that we recruit students, how they look to go to college. They're looking for an experience. Um, And I think during the pandemic, a lot of them, decided that this was not the experience that they wanted. They were going to wait until it turned out to be the right kind of place for them. So, yeah, it's entirely different. Than yeah. uh, you, you know, the term, uh, and I hate, uh, you know, in vogue terms, but, you know, right-sizing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and really not knowing where that lands, uh, particularly when it comes to remote learning, when it comes to parents looking at their kids doing this on a laptop, and then there's a value proposition of, you, you know, what we're willing to do. And and quite frankly, in higher ed in general, uh, you know, the same degrees are costing 170% more than they did, you know, 20 years yeah. ago. So all of that factors in not just a Millican thing, but just campuses across America. That's absolutely true. I think that we have to take a good look at what we do all the time and make sure that we're doing the right things, the things that provide incredible value to a student's education and make it so that it, uh, the education is accessible to them. Um, I think that that's, that's a big conversation in higher ed right now because of exactly what you said. Prices have gone up significantly. And I think there's real value in a college education, particularly at Millican, of course, uh, but well, I, I think, think your numbers back that up. Yeah. I, I mean, when you look at uh, at the kids who leave your campus and the success rates that are there, I mean, I think you have an argument to make that there is a that the value to that education is certainly there. Well, you've got some help, uh, <laughs> which I'm, I'm happy for you. Uh, but let's welcome uh, Dr. Sarah Kotick to the program. The brand new, and I say brand new. I mean, it's it's only been a couple of weeks, right, since right, the announcement. Not even a month. Yeah. Executive <laughs> Vice President. And here's where you got to be careful because when they add chief strategy officer, right. there's a lot more duties that come. Absolutely. <laughs> Good morning and welcome. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from originally? Sure. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, I got um, a friend that's from Omaha, Nebraska. I'm sure I know them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, born and raised in Omaha. Um, earned my um, bachelor's degree in accounting, my MBA, and then my doctorate in interdisciplinary leadership. 
Omaha at Creighton and University of Nebraska Omaha. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you the uh, the connection. It's Howard uh, G. Buffett uh, oh, and, and that yes. family. We even uh, one of the things you'll know because I know ag is going to be important to your future. You know the Ag Academy that was started with District sixty one. We took a trip out to the William Jennings Bryant High School in yes, Omaha yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and met with their uh, uh, program. They'd started an inner city uh, ag academy, mm-hmm. uh, and it was wonderful. So there's a lot of great stuff. You know, that's going I grew on. up within walking distance of William Jane Bryan's really? Bryan High School. Yeah. Well, there's some yeah. really. It's a cool story, yeah. and uh, they were very, very helpful. Uh, we had the, the the great fortune to learn from their mistakes uh, when <laughs> when starting a, a public school ag academy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's great. Welcome to the community. Thank you. What, what's your your take so far? Well, you know, I've had 20 years of experience in higher ed finance and strategy. And um, what I'm really impressed with, and I think we have all the building blocks we need, is we have great programs. We have great co-curriculars. And um, on top of that, I think we're a bit on the whole pricing issue um, in higher ed. My research was really on tuition setting strategies. And um, I was happy to see that Milliken had adopted the make and promise back in 2021. You know, just historically, I'm a lifer here. So I've been around Milliken my entire life. And the thing that I think you guys still are struggling against is for a very long time, the illusion was this isn't affordable to you. And this is some sort of very elite thing that, that and there wasn't a lot of, you know, pushing for local, you, you know, and in my opinion, I, I think there's a handful of colleges, you know, in the United States of America that guarantee you a path because you have a degree from Stanford or from Harvard. And then everybody else is trying to go, what can we do in the value for that? Absolutely. I also look at, you know, you're different as a private school versus Mm -hmm. a public school, but I don't see how we have a northern, an eastern, a southern, a western, and they're all offering the same thing. That's not going to last, right? Right. Right. Uh, When you were talking about right-sizing, I think that's happening in the industry of higher education. We're seeing it um, really even in our own backyard here. And so uh, part of it is really making sure that we're distinctive and we serve um, those who who are most in need around us. And so the Make and Promise um, program, what I love about it is that our local Macon County folks, if they want to attend, we can really get them there with very little or no cash out of pocket if they're living at home. Now, of course, we'd love for them to live on campus and have that campus experience. But you have to be a hybrid. I mean, the, yes. the, the days of your demanding how people do it are exactly. over in most industries, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a great program. But mm-hmm. but you got to overcome a lot of years oh, yes. of, of sending up the other yes. sign, you know, and that takes a while. Yep. The perception in private higher ed is that it's elite and it's for those who have more than less. And really what is so ironic about that is that I find that colleges such as ours at Milliken, we really do a great job because of our size that we're able to make sure nobody falls through the cracks. Um, You walk across campus and the faculty know you, the staff know you, the president knows you. Um, And that really is helpful in succeeding and hitting your graduation goals. Yeah, And and I can tell you uh, just visually, the campus looks a lot more like our community today than it did, you know, even 10 years ago, which is a great testament to leadership and, and, and the, you know, the, the importance you put on diversity and making Mm -hmm. sure that that campus looks like our community. Yeah, that's very important to us. It's one of the four pillars of our new strategic plan uh, to have a more inclusive and welcoming campus. And we do a lot of programming around that. Uh, you know, we had a wonderful event uh, the other night for Black History Month. A spoken word artist that came in and I thought did a, a, an amazing job with a, a a pretty decent sized crowd in Kirkland. Um, we've got a lot of other things happening on campus that uh, allow us to showcase 
the really rich diversity uh, of the, our student body, our faculty and staff, and why it's so important to us. All right. So uh, what, when you look at centers, you know, across, I mean, if you divide up, you know, degrees and programs and I mean, how do you determine what's cost effective, what's not? I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's a difference between, you know, somebody who comes to be a student and playing the football team versus somebody who wants to be a dancer or a director and, and, and all those things cost different amounts to do. How do you get a handle on that? I mean, I know you want to try to be everything for everyone, but it almost feels like it's the opposite of that moving forward. Does that make any sense? Sure. It makes perfect sense. I, I, we're in the midst of looking at all of that right now and making sure that we have the right programs for the students that we serve. Um, it's, it's a challenge. You know, I think that it's hard for people to understand that we're a business just like any other business. Um, we have to be uh, careful about how we do the work that we do. And I think it's, uh, it's always a good thing. And it's the right thing to take a look at um, all the things that you're doing on a campus and to make some decisions that um, help your campus to grow and to be better at what it does. All right. So, uh, you know, as you move in, like, like right now, kids are back on campus. I mean, I know where everyone was excited to be. I mean, I, yes. I can't imagine that wasn't yeah. contagious. We've seen that just in the guests, whether they're students or instructors. You can't, you, you maybe can do things online, and we certainly have the technology to be able to do things. But having that that spatial relationship is very, very important, right? Yes. It's huge for us. I mean, that's the, I think, part of the value proposition of a place like Millican is having the opportunity on campus, so many different co-curricular and extracurricular opportunities for them. Our uh, students um, run ventures on campus. We have 13 of those right now, and uh, they're they're terrific. I st students get real-world experience at running a business that they create. So, All right. When you do a strategic plan, you know, a master plan, you know, it wasn't uncommon to do a 10 year master plan. I don't even know how you look a year down the road, let alone five years yeah. or 10 years. But this strategic plan, you're looking at five, right? Five year plan, uh, looking at um, the most important things that the university does. How do we improve our academic quality, um, making sure that we're an inclusive and welcoming campus, uh, focusing on a good financial model going forward. These are all really important things for us. And I think that Millican has done terrific work in the past. We've got more work to do. All right. Why the community partnerships? Why is that such a big aspect to this and, and being new to the community? Although you're not new, right? You brought your daughter here to visit the campus? Actually, yes. My daughter, yeah. uh, Carly, is a costume uh, tech major and she's a sophomore. That's my favorite part of the whole thing was the behind the scenes. You know, we, we all understand the the stage stuff, but yeah. I did the costume rooms. Oh, oh my God. That was amazing. Yeah. And the faculty are so wonderful and f fellow students. So I was actually here, what would it have been two years ago when uh, Carly was first looking at colleges and she had her heart set on going to Chicago and being in the big city and here and she just knew right off the bat that this was the place for her. The campus visit was so impactful. And um, so yeah, and then on top of that, I ran into one of my good old friends, uh, <laughs> Jim Reynolds. I saw his picture on a magazine at, on the school magazine. I'm like, wait a minute, Jim Reynolds. And they're like, that's our president. And Isn't I'm it like, weird how small the world is buddy. sometimes? Yeah. So, so we, how did you guys intersect to yeah, begin with? Very early in, um, in yeah. my career, um, I was at, <laughs> maybe not yours, not just okay. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks a lot for that. <laughs> 
No, um, we both worked together at Midland Lutheran College, which is now Midland University in Fremont, Nebraska. So right. um, that was my first role as chief financial officer of a small college. And uh, Jim was vice president of academic affairs. So. All right. Uh, that's uh, very cool. Uh, I, I, the sustainable financial model, I'm sure we'll have lots of conversations about because, I, you, you know, no one right now is on 100% sure footing. I, I mean, right. you know, every industry has been accelerated to a point where the old institutional way of doing things just isn't going to be sustainable, yeah. right? I, I mean, I, I, I know people hate change, and I know yeah. it is our nature to sort of fight against that, but I'm telling you, your life will get a whole lot easier, and I mean everyone everywhere, if you learn to lean into change, because mm-hmm. it is here, yeah. and it's not going anywhere, and we're going right. to see a lot of old school ways go away and new school ways and i think eventually it will be better for everyone that doesn't mean there's not pain in the medium time you know like right now uh you know we look at ai we look at you know uh, you know chat gpt and i'm sure you could have all kinds of conversations just what that means in academics but we also see that five years from now there will be a lot of career paths that we don't even know exist today that's right yeah i you know i'm excited about the future for millican i think that we're uh, doing the right things at the right time uh, taking a very good look at uh, who we are and what we do. The community relationship piece is really important to us as a university. We want to reach out and be a better neighbor to Decatur. It's a personal thing for me since I grew up here. This is my hometown, and I want to make sure that we're doing the right thing for Decatur. It, your dad ran the Kroger, right? Yeah, he was the manager of the two Kroger time. There's the Brettwood Village store he yeah. opened in 1961. Wow. Yeah. I wasn't around for that one. Okay, thank you for that. I have my not so old moment. Uh, I don't recall that. Uh, but but so you grew up here. You had a, a you know when obviously you kind of knew the community, although it's sure. you know changed a lot since then. Uh, how's your time been? You know back. I mean, you know, it's a, clearly the turn everybody went through. You know, you're opening a brand new building right in the middle sure. of a global pandemic. Yeah. I mean, no one could have scripted that mm-hmm. when you decided to take the job. Yeah. But have you enjoyed the time? Yeah, Decatur's always been my touchstone. Right, I always came home, and being able to come back to Decatur and serve in this role as president of Millican University, it is such an incredible pleasure and blessing to me. I'm, I'm going to give you a very quick anecdote. Um, had dinner with Teresa Rutherford yep. when we first, uh, when she first became CEO at the hospital. Uh, my wife Sue and I were waiting for she and her husband to come into the restaurant. Uh, they walked in. I leaned over to Sue and said, I played junior league football with him <laughs> in fifth grade. And, I, and we talked all night about junior league football. That's wow. funny. <laughs> JFL over at Firestone yep. or would have been Firestone at the time. That's funny. Uh, so what surprised you so far about the community? Hmm, what surprised me? Well, I... I mean, I, in the two and a half weeks. Right, right. Here. You know, within the Decatur community, I've just been thrilled with the amount of arts. Um, I'm really, I fancy myself a fiber artist. I'm not really well known for it, but well, I love But hang on a second. How unusual <laughs> is it to have an accountant artist, yes. right? Yes. That's left brain, uh, right brain in most people that doesn't come, you know, together like that. One of my superpowers, I think. I so. think so too. Well, Nick is a, is an art uh, graduate of Millican University. So Glad to hear it. we are big supporters of the arts yes. and uh, there's a lot more today than there was even five years ago. And I think a lot more to come. And I think Millican can play a huge uh, role in that because you got a lot of really creative people on mm-hmm. campus. Yep. I was just looking at a, a, a showing. There's a, I think the, the staff has a, an art exhibit coming up. Is that right? The faculty? Right, yeah, this weekend. Yeah. Uh, the, the, towards the end of this week, they'll have their um, 
faculty exhibition for this year. Yeah, that's cool. All right, campus visit day, Saturday, February 25th. You can rsvp.edu slash visit. What is it you're looking for? Uh, who's invited? Uh, give me the details. Um, any uh, prospective student that wants to come and check Milliken out, uh, come on campus and hear about all the good things that we do. Uh, we'll talk to you about our 99% success rate. Uh, six months after graduation, every student, 99% of our class is either gainfully employed or in professional or graduate school. So we want to talk about how good we can prepare you for life after Milliken and the opportunity to talk about a $1,000 book voucher as well. All right. And what time, or, or, you know, where, where do people go? I mean, I, I was looking for that. I, I guess I could probably pull up the, uh, the website here and find it. But, you, you know, it's a big campus. You know, it's it's yeah. kind of like you know, where's the, the where's the front door? Right. It's University Commons. Right. If they'll come down uh, towards where the old Staley Library used to be, uh, that's our student center, uh, University Commons. Uh, just a terrific building, and that's where we all get started. All right, and uh, that it's eight thirty to two uh, on Saturday, February twenty fifth. Uh, and if you haven't been uh, for a while, I think you you almost find the campus unrecognizable. I mean, it, it's I, I don't understand the architects Oliver in earlier with the new public school that's being built, but the the ability to sort of maintain the feel and the look, but modernize is just such an impressive thing mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. I don't know how they yeah. do it. Me neither. I'm a biologist. I don't know anything about building <laughs> well, I, buildings. But you stand in that, that theater and dance, that school of theater, and it is as is, is modern as anything you oh, will see yeah. in the United States of America, yet it fits in the middle mm -hmm. of this campus incredibly well. Yep. All right. Well, listen, don't be a stranger. Welcome right. to the community. And uh, we're glad to, to meet you today. And, and uh, we look forward to uh, keeping people informed of what's happening at Milliken over the next weeks and months and years. And uh, keep up the great work. I know it's not an easy time in, in anything trying to figure out uh, the lay of the land, but uh, we're glad you're here doing that. Thank you, Brian. We appreciate you. Right. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.